0: The world offers you comfort, but you were not made for comfort, you were made for greatness. Hello and welcome to the Made for Greatness podcast, the podcast where we seek to understand what it means to be made for greatness and not comfort. What does that mean exactly? Does it mean that we're called to live uncomfortable lives? Does it mean that we're called to do great worldly things? Something that's very clear to me, particularly since this quote is... Um, comes from Pope Benedict XVI, who was not a man who sought great worldly things, and was not a man who lived uncomfortably, um, but was a man that was deeply devoted to his faith in Jesus and his friendship with Jesus. And it's very evident in the stuff that he wrote, in, in his teachings, in his lifestyle, that this is how he lived his life, that he lived his life united to Jesus, and that's something that we ought to try and strive for. Now, speaking of striving, New Year's resolutions, I am not good at them. I try to avoid them like the plague, and my, my boss wants me to come up with three, well, more than three, I think about nine total strategies and, strategies and goals that I want to try and achieve over the year. And I'm really bad for this stuff, i got to be honest. I'm avoiding it like the plague procrastination master right here. And uh, I do not want to do it. And the podcast here today is going to focus on that and focus on um, St. Francis of Assisi and that story of him tilling in the garden. And if you're not familiar with the story, we're going to get into it in a few moments here. But the recording today is is from a, uh, an event that we have here where I live called the Made for Greatness Men's Events. And we've been doing it for about three years now. And trying to, I'm trying to, on a personal level, trying to unpack where the Lord's calling us to go. Um, I, I often try to just let go of things and, and move on. Um, internally, and as I sort of discern and deliberate where God's calling me to go. And 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 I've and certainly with this stuff, these men's events and these men's retreats that we try to do once a year, I've tried to let it go completely and try to say, okay, hey, Lord, take this away from me, that this is not from you. And every time I do that, the response comes very strongly back that I should not walk away from this thing. Um, and I hope that's not a, a thing of pride where. It's all dependent on me. I hope that somehow I'm relying on God completely for it, not just verbally. So we'll see. I mean, for now, this is where the direction we should be going. in this podcast, who knows? This is good practice for me to speak publicly. Um, I'm not, uh, I don't often rehearse these episodes. So it's a good reminder for me to (laughs) not (laughs) spontaneously present on topics. Because on one hand, it's fine. But on the other hand, you know, I tend to ramble. And I tend to do a lot of ums and ahs. And I tend to use repetitive words like tend to, thought of, strike me, <laughs> stuff like that. So hearing myself talk is a good way for me to practice becoming a better speaker. In any case, that being said, um, just joking, bad joke. Those are all rep- repetitive words. So tonight's episode, I'm going to let it go, kind of the raw audio. Um, I, it's This is funny, how this topic today kind of came to my mind was about two weeks, maybe three weeks prior to the actual event itself. Um, this story of, of St. Francis of Assisi was sort of lingering. And, and it could be because it's New Year's. You know, it could be just that that normal experience of New Year's resolutions. And kind of under, and, and at the same time it would come up, I was trying to understand where we should go for the next men's events. We meet on the first Friday of every month. Um, and we usually have a speaker, but uh, it's just been like, pulling teeth to get speakers I just can't find anybody and so usually because I like to hear myself talk frankly I do it myself but it's not just something that I tend to throw in a few weeks prior it's this thought comes in my mind and and I try to let it go as sort of a good discipline and um, it keeps coming back and coming back and then the day the week of the event I saw another gentleman helps me organize these things and I said hey man what do you think about a speaker and he didn't really have any ideas and I said, well, I've got some ideas. Do you have any ideas that you want to share? And he said, no, i got no ideas to share. You go right ahead. And that's kind of how I play discernment a little bit. I try to, I have this sense of a thing and I try to let it go internally. and then, And then outside of myself, I let it go as well by verbally saying to somebody else, do you want to do this or do you have any suggestions? And then if they have no suggestions or if they don't have a desire to do it, I take that to assume that God is calling me to do something like this. And especially if the if the message is consistent. And certainly for today's episode, it's been consistent. St. Francis in the Garden, St. Francis in the Garden, New Year's resolutions. And what does that mean? And that's the process. I mean, it's, it's not very complicated. It's very normal. It's something that works for me, which is great. Doesn't mean it's going to work for everybody, but it works for me. Um, and it's good to be faithful to that, I think. Not in a rigid sense, but in a sense of knowing how God speaks to me in the past is a good way for me to hear His voice in, in the present so that He can guide me into the future. So I, I like that. I, I like using that method. And so this this event is no different. Um, same sort of deal. But one of my biggest faults is lack of preparation. It's lack of preparation in my own job professionally. I know that if I prepared for things more ahead of time, that I'd be much more effective in my job, but also lack of preparation for speaking. Uh, this mentor of mine and friend of mine, Jim Murphy. Um, I, I mean, I call him a friend. He's got a million friends like me throughout the world, and I'm so grateful that he's that God has brought him into my life. And a few years back, he kind of took me under his wing, and he taught me some principles and some tools of public speaking, and you know, and just preparation is key, you know. And I've <laughs> made the mistake time and time again of not preparing of kind of allowing these ideas to percolate in my mind which is good but then not writing them down and not formulating them and then not practicing even cadence practicing cadence stuff like that anyway that's not why you're here that's not why i'm here I'm here to introduce the episode. <laughs> See? I'm not prepared and I'm rambling. Surprise, surprise, surprise. So tonight's episode, I will slow down and stop here right away. Tonight's episode is is a live raw recording of our regular men's events. The topic of the evening is New Year's resolutions and St. Francis in the garden. So let's say a little prayer here and ask God to bless us and ask God to pray for us. And, um, pardon me, not ask Him to pray for us. We're praying to Him to bless us. And, um, Let's ask for the intercession of the saints, particularly Saint Francis. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Saint Francis of Assisi, please pray for us as we try to serve our God, Let's draw closer to Him as His friend, as His servants, as His as His brides. Dear Father, we love you and we thank you so much for being our Father. We thank you so much for calling us to be with you, to to drawing us into your friendship and. Um, Please bless all the men of these made-for-greatness events that we do here. I pray that they would become saints in a much greater way than I could ever imagine anybody becoming. So, Father, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, without any further delays, here's the recording. Please forgive the raw footage. I mean, I'm not very good at this thing anyway. And I don't want to devote a whole lot of time to editing the audio. But um, God bless you, and I will chat with you next time. Okay. Well, welcome everybody again. This is our regular crowd, which is good. Our regular crowd is growing a little bit. Uh, pray for us as we continue to go forward. We're going to move the date coming in the, in September to a different day of the month because there's some people that like to go to First Friday devotions. At uh, There's two parishes in Regina that do more formalized First Friday devotions. So we're trying to accommodate them a little bit. That's coming in September. Just pray for us as we discern the direction we need to go. And, uh, and also pray for us as we discern about the retreat coming up. It'll be in May. Um, pray for that if you wouldn't mind. But, so for tonight, we have three pastors with us. There's going to be someone in the confessional right behind us where the light is. In the back there, there's an old crying room. I'm not sure what they use it for. I think it's still a crying room right there. And then in the um, vestuary, Deacon Aaron, is that, what they, is that the right name for it? I'm sorry, guys. I always want to call it the, the, the vestibule, thank you. I was want to call it the sacristy, but it' the wrong term, I guess. That's okay. It works too. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, that's good. So there's going to be three priests. Um, there's going to be no music for this evening. It's a little bit of a different format, but it'll be nice and low-key. And you remember afterwards, we're going to have some donuts and coffee served for anybody. So the quote that we live our lives by for our events here is from Pope Benedict XVI. The world offers you comfort, but you were not made for comfort. You were made for greatness. Now, can anybody tell me, I know a lot of you guys have heard this thing many times, but can you please tell me what this refers to? What kind of greatness is Pope Benedict talking about? Any takers? The greatness of God through us. The greatness of God through us. There we go. The greatness of God. Absolutely right. And I, I like that a lot. I know a lot of people, I remember, they are conflicted by wanting to you know, they kind of struggle with that idea of greatness, of being a worldly greatness versus a saintly greatness, but we know that, just as Peter pointed out for us, we're called to attain the greatness of God himself. But the thing I wanted to touch base with you guys on tonight was, was about New Year's resolutions. How many of you guys make New Year's resolutions? A few of them. Okay. How many of you guys keep those New Year's resolutions? A little bit less. January 5th, there you go. And it's done. That's right. sounds like about right. I, I myself am not good at making New Year's resolutions. I am not. I've tried to in the past, and I just I never level up to them. So I just stopped doing it completely. Um, and it, and I, it reminds me of, um, it's really good to have goals in our lives, business goals, personal goals, lifestyle goals, business goals of I want to I do this by the end of this year, this calendar year, sort of a long-term-ish kind of a goal to have. Um, but we have to look at our lives in a different way, I think. And what about our, our spiritual goals? Do we have any spiritual goals? Is that a priority for us? And for myself, for many years, it was never a priority for me to have a, a spiritual goal. You know, what is a spiritual goal? I want to be a saint by December 31st, 2020. That's not a bad goal to have. But what happened if I die today? Tonight, I go home and I get hit by a truck. What what would happen then? I'm not a saint yet. Or, you know, I'll give my life to Jesus November 31st, if there's a 31st November. I I don't know. I'll give my life to Jesus this day or that time. But right now, it it reminds me several years ago, do you guys remember John Connolly, he did a retreat last year? He had a song that I remember hearing from him, and it was very simple, and it went, Knowing I shall die, how then shall I live? I'm not going to try to sing it, because I'm a really bad singer, at least so my wife graciously tells me. But knowing I shall die, how then shall I live? I remember hearing that 20 years ago, and it resonates with me today. Knowing that I will die, how will I live? Sure, I have my goals for the end of the year. By December 31st, I want this thing or that thing for my family, this thing or that thing for my business, this thing or that thing for my friends and my lifestyle. But if I die today, what's going to happen to me? It's heaven, hell, purgatory, judgment. What's going to happen to me today? Am I doing the steps that I need to do to get into heaven? More, let's break it down a little bit. Am I doing the steps that I need to do to be a friend of God, a friend of Jesus? Because that's really what all of this stuff is about. It's about Jesus. That Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world and the Savior of you and Savior of me. And God may have created you and me without our consent, but he will not save us without our consent. So where am I at with that choice of saying yes to more of Jesus in my heart? And it's not just doing the Latin Mass, for example. I was listening to a podcast last night about the Latin Mass and how there's a bit of a resurgence in the Latin Mass. And people really like the purity of the form and the richness of the language compared to what we have generally in the Catholic Church with the, what's called the Norvus Ordo, or Ordo, which I happen to like. It's not just about the purity of the language that I speak at church in, my, in Mass. It's not just about having my right thumb over my left thumb It's about a relationship with Jesus Christ. And where am I at with my relationship with Jesus? Am I waiting to build my relationship with Jesus to say yes to his friendship, to invite him in my life, to say yes to the greatness of God himself? Am I waiting for that on December 31st, 2020? Or or am I going to start doing that today? January whatever it is, 2020. Today. Knowing I will die, how will I live today, now? Am I surrendering my life to Jesus moment by moment as I breathe? We need to remember God more often than we draw our very breath. We don't know when our last breath will be taken. There's a story that I really like of St. Francis of Assisi, and it's one of my favorite stories of St. Francis. It's very simple, there's not a whole lot to it, but it's, very, it's got a lot of depth. So St. Francis of Assisi was t- t- tilling his garden, taking care of his garden, taking out the weeds, doing things that he needs to do to make sure his garden flourishes and blossoms. A young friar came up to him that moment and said, Father Francis, what would you do If you knew that Jesus was coming back, his second coming was coming back tonight, what would you do if he was going to come back right now? If you knew that ahead of time, what would you do? Father Francis kind of stopped what he was doing for a moment and kind of pondered the question, and he said, I would just keep tilling my garden. Just keep tilling my garden. And he went back to tilling his garden. Jesus could come back right now. I mean, for all we know, the next thing you hear is the sound of trumpets and angels singing, you know, rejoicing. We don't know when he comes back, just as we don't know when we're going to die. Well, when when that does happen, is he going to find us tilling our garden, pulling out the weeds in our lives, making more room for the greatness of God himself? Or is he going to find us looking at pornography? Is he going to find us gossiping about somebody? Is he going to find us doing this thing or that thing or, or whatever it is that we struggle with in that moment? And praise be God for his greatness and for his mercy because we know that he has mercy on us. He knows the struggles that, that lead up to that act of sin in our lives. He knows that. And he, and he has mercy on us. But there's still consequences to our actions and our inactions like not surrendering our lives deeper and deeper to Jesus. There's consequences to waiting until December 31st, 2020 to give my life to him and make more room for him in my heart versus doing that tonight, right now. Several years ago, I remember, um, I may have told you guys the story already. I was in the seminary, and I wasn't in the seminary very long. They kicked me out after a year. They said, Kevin, you're too much of a sinner. Get out of here just kidding, that's not exactly what they said. I I left. Uh, But I remember uh, it was kind of a a transition in my life where I I had spent about five years of my life in community. And with my day and my night and my morning, my, my rising and my falling, structured and organized for me. I had adoration in the morning generally, adoration in the afternoon generally, mass every day. And it was a beautiful opportunity for me in my early 20s, late teens, and when I left the seminary, it was the first time that I was leaving community in this structured lifestyle. And I, I really struggled with the rosary. Prior to entering this community lifestyle, I would say the rosary often. I would say three rosaries a day, very often. And I meant every single one of the Hail Marys. I loved it. When I got into community life, things started to change. My, my rosary was not, no longer on my own. It was with people at a certain time, in a certain place. And as time progressed... I started to fall out of favor of the rosary. I would go back home for Christmas um, not say the rosary that day. And I remember thinking about that. As my year at the Companions of the Cross, as the seminary I was with, as my year was closing, I thought, you know what? I should really get back into this rosary thing. You know, I'll hold off. I'll, you know, I'll do it on my own. When I get home for the summer, that's when I'll do it. Generally, this is the conversation in my mind. I'll work on the rosary when I get back home, when I leave community. It'll be fine. I'll take care of it. And then days would pass, and that same thought would progress. You know, oh, it's a day where there's not a... It's irregular community day. There's no rosary today. I should do it on my own. Ah, I'll wait. I'll wait. It'll be okay. I left the seminary. Summer came. Surprise, surprise. No rosary. Forgot about it. I put it off to the next day. I guess what I realized at that moment was was the best time to start something is now. If I wait until the end of the year to do something, it'll likely never ever get done if it was me doing it. I'll never ever get to it. I don't know if you or I can relate, but don't delay, you guys. Today is the day where Jesus is asking to come into your life in a new way. Today is the day. Right now is the time where he's asking you to let more of him into your life now the more of the greatness of God to fill you up now. And what are you going to do? What am I going to do? How are we going to respond to this gracious God who loves us so much that he gives us every opportunity, every opportunity that we breathe to surrender more and more to him? Don't let tonight pass you by. Let today be the day where you surrender to your life more and more to Jesus. And let's do it together, all right?